You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my second solo episode of season two. I am just so pumped to be doing these um, to talk to you about basically just like a different philosophy around business because we're obviously talking to someone who is at a different level in business, but also really excited to do these because you're going to see a lot of similarities too. So a lot of the things that we did with Monica totally are applicable to Sam, even though, you know, where Monica was, you know, when I was doing solo episode two is completely different to where Sam is, right? And I think that's really important to see because Often I think that so many entrepreneurs get it confused. They think that like, oh my gosh, once I've grown, you know, to uh, six figures, more than six figures, whatever it is, like my whole strategy will have to change. There will be all these things I don't know. Everything will be new, all that kind of stuff. And what I find to be true over and over again is that the more simplistic you keep it and the more that you don't feel like there's always this hidden strategy on the other side, the better you get at your strategies and the more impactful and effective they become. So we're obviously talking about and looking at strategy from a different angle this season, but I really think you will see a lot of parallels and it's important because what I know to be true for myself and my business is that I'm still using so many of the same strategies that I used day one in my business, right? And I've just gotten better at them and I've gotten faster at them and I know my audience better and I know my clients better and I know myself better. And so all of it works so much more easily. And I think that's like one of the not so secret secrets, right? Is that when people that are so much further along than you are talking about flow and ease, that is a lot of what is happening for them is they've just been doing it long enough that everything gets simpler and easier and faster because they're doing the same things better. If you're always, always, always onto the next thing or the next strategy, it's really hard to improve, right? It's really hard to get better and more efficient and to create more ease and to create more flow in your business. One of the things I always joke about is that I bought ease and flow in my business, meaning like I bought it through team. I bought it through the time and energy I put in at the beginning. I bought it through um, being diligent about that initially so that I can just continue to improve on my strategy. I think what people believe creates ease and flow is finding the right strategy. And to a certain extent, I really believe that's true. I think the right strategy that fits your personality is important. But I feel like the greatest impactor of do you have ease and flow in your business and with your strategy is just, are you doing it enough times? Are you making it a well-oiled machine? Is it getting better and better each time? Um, You know, the first time I ran a challenge, like, holy hell, (laughs) so hard and so much work, right? The, The... 10th time, it's like I it could do it with my eyes closed. That's flow and ease, right? First time you launch a program. I um, just had a client uh, that I was working with go through the second launch of one of her programs. And she was like, why don't people tell you this more? Like, this was so easy. This was so amazing. And it was like so funny to like just hear her excitement and her perspective on that because that's exactly how it should be. Like, The first time you're doing anything, like you're putting a lot into it, it's taking a lot 
out of you in terms of like, you know, learning the process, learning the system, learning how to make it fit you. When you repeat that, when you launch the same program again, when you do the challenge again, whatever it is, right, everything gets easier. And so that's something I want to talk to you about today is not only to how to make it easier, but the real strategic steps that I see successful business owners using to ultimately get what they want. It's so important that you feel like you know what your strategy is, you know what your steps are, and you know how to implement it in a way that gets you what you want, right? So one of the things that we were talking about with Sam in previous episodes that really inspired this solo episode topic was the idea of I have to do it all fast versus I can do one thing at a time and still sign clients that way, right? Um, Sam totally came in with the mentality of I can do one thing at a time and still sign clients along the way. That is because she's been in business long enough to know what's up and she's been behind the scenes of other businesses long enough to know that that's true, right? But it is not true for most people in their minds, right? And what I mean by in their minds is they really do believe I have to do it all fast. And I want to debunk that myth and and go deeper on the topic Sam and I were talking about there because it keeps so many people stuck. We continue to put all these roadblocks in front of us and getting the client we want. I can't until I have the opt-in. I can't until I launch the program. I can't until I get the group to a certain level. I can't until I'm posting more stories on Instagram, so on and so forth, right? And it's such a trap because the more you believe I can't get what I want until I do whatever, these 50 things, the longer and longer you ultimately put off getting what you want, right? And the harder and harder it will feel for you. When you really believe like I can strategically do one thing at a time, and I can get clients every step of the way, your business will entirely change and you'll feel more excited in your business, right? When you feel like clients are on the other side of step 50, your business feels like a bummer, (laughs) right? Like it doesn't feel fun. You don't want to do step five because clients aren't coming until step 50. You know what I mean? When you believe that steps one and two and 10 and 40, you can get clients, everything gets fun, everything gets more exciting. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. I'm actually going to give you five specific steps that you can go through and that I really see uh, successful business owners going through in a strategic way to ultimately get what you want and to have your strategy pay off for you. Um, I think one of the most important things, and I think Sam has really conceptualized this for us, is that successful business owners really know what to focus on right? And they know how many things to focus on. For example, Sam knows in the coaching business, it has to be leads. That has to be her focus. And she's said that multiple times. And I obviously couldn't agree more with her. Like that is her one challenge right now in the coaching business. It's not like, can she get her website up or how many, um, you know, how many new pieces of content can she write? Although that's part of getting leads, right? It's None of those things. It's like, what strategic step can I take today to get me more leads? That's the only question. Maybe it's content at some point. Maybe it's the website at some point, right? But it's continually focusing on the right thing instead of random shiny objects that you're not sure if they connect to the right thing, right? It's like, if I know I need more leads, then every action I take should somehow directly be leading me to more leads, right? If I know I need more leads and I'm doing a bunch of quote unquote, strategic steps, but they don't get me more leads, then what am I doing? It makes no sense. So that's going to be part of what we talk about today as well. 
I think that what happens is a lot of people look at businesses that are further along and think, well, the only way I can get to where they are is to have all the things in place that they do. So they start seeing what these people have in place. Oh, well, they have this website and they have a podcast and they have all this content going out and they have, um, you know, big Instagram following. They have a huge Facebook group. They have this, they have that. And so I have to have all those things if I want to have success. No, no, no. Right. The business owners that go far fast realize that those people have built that up over time and that they were likely getting clients way before any of that was in place, right? I made 100K in my business when I had 400 people in my Facebook group, and that's all I was doing. I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have a Facebook show. I didn't have an Instagram. I don't even think at the time. Like I literally had 400 people in my Facebook group. I made $100,000. That's because I knew what to focus on, right? So what can happen is now people look at me and they're like, oh, you have a Facebook show, you have a podcast, you have content going out, you have a huge Facebook group, you have a big following. So that must be exactly what I need. No, that's just built up over time in my business. And those are things I've been able to add on strategically when they made sense, right? But ultimately, those were not the things that I quote unquote had to have in place to get the results, get the clients, all of that. Those are things that have grown with me and there are things that have um, strategically made sense at different times. Like I I can even tell you like, you know, the Facebook group came first, the, the Facebook show came to like two years later, the podcast came over a year after that. Like those were all falling into place when I had the team and time to execute on those things. Those weren't falling into place because I had to do it to get another client, right? And that's super, super important. So do not trick yourself that you need to look at the people that are further ahead and figure out everything that they have in place and then get all of that in place for you before you get the results. That is totally not the thing. What you have to do is focus on the exact thing that needs to happen in your business to get the results that you want and go from there. The reason that I made 100K with 400 people in my group is because I freaking knew that If I wanted to make a certain amount of money, I was going to sell higher ticket one-on-one. And what I needed to generate leads for that was to get as many people on the phone as humanly possible. And that's what I did. That's all I did, quite honestly, besides, you know, putting out, putting out content, right? And I put out the, the content. People liked the content so that when I made the offer, they wanted to get on the phone with me. Then they got on the phone with me and I sold to them. And that was literally all I did at that point in my business because I knew that to make what I wanted to make, I needed those high ticket one-on-one sales. I needed those calls and I needed those leads. And that was a hundred percent of my focus, right? If my focus had also been in all these other areas, like how do I also build an Instagram? How do I also... Um, you know, perfect my website? How do I also um, start a podcast or whatever? Would have slowed my growth rate down so significantly. Like I can't even stress how important it is to be like, that is what would have slowed my growth down because I would have been distracted with trying to do a podcast and distracted with Instagram and all of these other things, which would have meant less calls that I probably was ultimately getting on probably less consistent content because I was doing so many things and then ultimately less consistent leads and sales, right? So the strategy here is focus, right? Again, just like Sam was saying that I can do one thing at a time and still assign clients mentality versus that I have to do it all fast mentality. 
Because ultimately, if you break that down, what you're saying is the only way to get what I want is to have all of these things in place. And that is a lie that you have to stop believing if you want to get big results and grow really fast. So what I'm going to do for you now is break down five steps that I think are really, really important in being strategic in your business and ultimately using these steps to get what you really want. So you're going to need to apply this to you and your business and where you're at. I'll, of course, use Sam as an example, as always. But remember, it's not about like step one is do this one exact thing, right? No, step one is like, think about it in this way, act in this way, come from this place. And if you can take this and apply it to your business, you will become so freaking crystal clear on what you need to do to move forward that you will be like blown away. If you're trying to replicate Sam's process or go back to session one or uh, season one and replicate Monica's, you're kind of missing the entire point here, right? Which is application to you and your business, right? So I would write these steps down. I would ask yourself how they apply to your business and ask yourself how you can ultimately move through these in order to just, again, like get what you want, get that result that you want, right? So we know the result Sam has been wanting is to surpass 150K in the agency. Done and dusted, right? And then the second thing she's been wanting is to grow the coaching revenue. And that's exactly where we're focusing. So I'm going to walk you through some of this. But again, application to you is going to be the thing that you get out of this the most. So take the time to do this. Take the time to write it out and really ask yourself these questions too. Okay. So step one, know your focus area, right? What has to happen for your business to move forward? Sam's first focus area in our work together was team. What had to happen for her business to move forward was that we had to get that VA hired or she was never going to be able to onboard more clients and still have time for coaching if she wanted to continue to work at about 25 hours a week and maintain the lifestyle that she wanted, right? So Her first area of focus was team, and we made that a top priority, getting that VA hired, getting her onboarded, getting her exposed to Sam's model was so important, right? Because that is exactly what had to happen for Sam's business to move forward. Do you see how important that is, is to know what that is and be able to delineate it down to one singular point? If you can't do that, you need support, right? If you can't Break it down in your business, like what's the one thing my business needs right now to move forward and grow? Then it's time to ask for support. It's time to hire a coach. It's time to call up your biz buddy. It's time to get on an accountability call with a friend and talk through that because you have to be able to answer number one to be able to go through steps two through five. And if you haven't, you know, what I think so many people probably are doing is like, there's like, well, my God, there's like 20 things I need for my business to be able to move forward you're totally missing the point because you're never going to get all of those 20 done right now. And you're probably spinning your wheels trying to get a little bit of all of them done. You got to break it down. You got to focus on what is the one focal point right now that is most present that will move me forward and get me more results. It is on you to know that in your business and it is on you to answer that in your business. And being able to answer that informs everything else in your business, right? So I cannot stress enough how incredibly important it is to know that, to lean into it, and to really figure that out. So again, Sam's first one was team. The second one from that was new clients in the agency, 
right? So now we have the VA onboarded. Now we want to round out those agency clients to get us over 150K. Um, I think, well, I won't give it away, but <laughs> but I, I, that has happened, right? Um, I, I'm like re remembering that I'm so much farther ahead than you guys is hard sometimes. So anyway, that has happened, right? Sam's, Sam's there. That was the focal point, right? That was such an important piece of, of the conversation and context because that then pays for the VA and it's what the VA is going to support while Sam redirects her attention to coaching. So then now, what is her focus? It's on leads in the coaching business, right? So she knows that she absolutely has to focus on new leads in coaching to move that forward. That's the only thing that matters to her, right, is leads. So we can easily see that at each step, like our focus has changed. Sam has moved very fast through all of them, which is beautiful, but there has always been a singular point of focus. It doesn't mean we never talk about other things, but we know priority one was team, priority two was new clients in the agency. Now priority three that gets our full attention is leads in the coaching business. Okay, step two is figure out what the first thing you need to do to get there is. So if you know your number one area of focus and what you want that to be, what you want that outcome to be, you know, whether that's a team member or new client in the agency, new leads and coaching, figure out what the first thing you need to do is to get there, right? So number one, know what it is. Number two, figure out the first step to getting there, right? So ultimately what Sam and I did with a team member was figure out, well, what's the hiring process to get us there? What we did with the new clients in the agency is she went out and did her lead generation process and decided to focus on that to get her there. With the coaching, we're doing the scholarship, right? And then we're on to content. And so it doesn't mean that there's only ever one thing, right? Obviously for a team, Sam had to um, build the hiring process, find people, put them through her hiring process, actually hire somebody, onboard them, all of those things. But there's always a clear first step, right? So with the scholarship, there was clear steps. Like this is what we had to do to execute on that. With the content, it will be the same. Like this is what we have to do to execute and get that out. But knowing where to start and what step one you have to take is, is so crucial, right? Because it keeps you focused, not only on the outcome you want, but on exactly what you need to do to get that outcome. So it's not only on hiring the new team member, but exactly what has to happen to get us there. And I know this sounds so simplistic, you guys, but I bet that if you looked in your own business, it would be hard to articulate one and two potentially, unless you are just racing forward right now, because so many business owners get confused in this arena and it keeps them spinning their wheels and stuck in quicksand for a really long time, which is like, they're not exactly sure what their one area is. And from there, they don't necessarily know the exact steps to get there. So maybe they know their focus, but they're doing all these random things that have nothing to do with it. Or maybe they're just doing all these random things because they don't know their focus. But if you lock in one and you lock in two, it's going to be so easy and so fast to move forward, right? So figure out the first thing that you need to do and start taking that action. That's all number two really is, right? Number three is create a flow for the rest of it and park it for now, right? So there's going to be a thousand other ideas in your head. What about a website? What about pictures? What about an email sequence? What about an opt-in? What about rewriting my copy? Like all of these things are going to be swirling around in your head. And the problem is, unless you've made strategic decisions around it, what can happen is that on a random Tuesday, you get sucked down the, you know, I need a new opt-in rabbit hole, <laughs> 
And suddenly you've wasted, you know, several days or hours or God, a month, whatever it is, right? On a point of focus that was not important, right? Or that didn't need to happen yet. And so the reason I say create a flow for the rest and park it for now and why that's such a strategic and important step is because then you've made decisions on all of those things instead of they're just swirling around and one pulls you in and distracts you. You're like, no, I'm not doing that opt-in today on this random Tuesday because what I know is that what I'm actually doing is generating new leads in coaching right now through this particular thing that I've already decided on and I decided to do the opt-in after these next two steps happen. There is something so valuable about making decisions up front and removing that decision fatigue. So decision fatigue basically says that the more decisions we make, the more fatigued we get, right? And when we get fatigued, we start making poorer and poorer decisions. So in your business, you're making so many decisions each day. What do I say to this client? What's the next thing I need to get done this morning? What's the thing I need to be thinking about for like the next year? What do I need to focus on tomorrow? Like there's just so many decisions constantly swirling that you want to do everything you possibly can to minimize decision fatigue because number one, it frees up so much brain space and number two, you will actually make better decisions instead of fatigued decisions, right? So what I mean is on a Tuesday, on a random Tuesday, (laughs) this, this Tuesday is very important that I keep saying, right? On a random Tuesday, If you get some idea to do an opt-in and the decision has already been made that you're not doing that yet, you get to move on. It used up one moment of brain space for you to be like, that decision is already made and you're moving on, right? If you haven't already made that decision, you're making it on Tuesday. And maybe you, hey, maybe on Tuesday you make a good decision and you decide, no, 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 I'm going to put that aside for now. But then say it pops up again on Wednesday and you're like, oh, maybe I'll do it. And then it pops up again on Thursday and then you're down the rabbit hole, right? Because you have fatigued over time in the amount of decisions you're making. And so you stop making good ones. (laughs) If the decision was made a long time ago, right? You just keep going. I already decided. I already decided. I already decided. And you get to move on. I cannot stress to you how this is one of the number one traits I see in successful business owners, which is making a decision, sticking with it and not remaking it constantly, right? Because they're not getting fatigued all the time. They're able to actually put their brain space, their energy, their attention into the right places. And because they've actually decided on the flow that makes the most sense for them in their business once and aren't re-deciding it every day. If there's one thing that I see keeping so many entrepreneurs stuck is that they're remaking the same decisions every single day, right? I would ask yourself that question. How often am I remaking the same decisions in my business, right? It's wild how often that comes up for us. And when we can take that away and when we can stop remaking those same decisions every day, it is amazing how fast we can move forward because number one, we have the brain space to do it. And number two, we're not constantly being distracted, right? And number three, if we're constantly being distracted, eventually we're going to make a different decision and we're going to be off down another path. So creating a flow for the rest of it and parking it. Let's talk about what that looks like. So we're parking the podcast idea, right? We're parking the opt-in, the email sequence, even a full-on website. But Sam knows what's next and what's coming, right? So she knows that like what we're focused on right now is content. 
what will be next is an opt-in. What will be after that is an email sequence, so on and so forth, right? So when her brain is like, oh my God, should I write an email sequence? She's like, no, no, no. Right now we're focused on content. Next is going to be the opt-in. After that, I'll do the sequence. Do you see the magic in that? Oh my God, should I work on my website today? No, no, no. I already know the next three things I'm working on, right? And the, the important thing is there that it doesn't mean she can't get clients until she has all that in place. It just means that she knows the flow, okay? So in my business, I'll just tell you what I do. I literally have a Trello board where I just park my ideas. And then I have one little section on that Trello board that says like on deck, meaning like things that I'm actually working on right now. And I let no more than two or three specific things be on there at any given moment. But all my ideas live somewhere. And I think that's really important for a lot of us creatives and high achievers is that we don't want to like lose the momentum or lose these ideas or, you know, lose that amazing opt-in idea. And so sometimes we feel like we have to run at it right that moment. But again, one of the traits I see in really successful business owners is they know that they can wait. They don't feel this compulsion or this scarcity where they need to run at everything at that minute because if they don't do it right now, then they won't do it and then they'll be behind and then they won't get clients. And oh my God, total scarcity, right? If you can go, cool, this beautiful opt-in idea is living on my Trello board or in my journal or wherever else you want it to live for right now while I get the next couple steps done and then I'm getting to that, that's peace, that's abundance. That's like I have more than enough time to get there and get what I want. That's amazing and it comes out of your brain space. So that those ideas that are living on my Trello board don't really take up brain space for me because they exist somewhere. I'm not waking up in the middle of the night going, God, I hope I don't forget this opt-in idea. It lives somewhere, right? And so that is why creating the flow for the rest of what you've got going on, parking your ideas for now while you keep your singular focus on the one area that you need to be looking at to move forward and the first thing you need to do to get there. The rest gets parked, gets placed in an order. The decisions are made and you can move forward with so much freaking ease, right? Okay, let's move on to step four, which is setting outcome goals, not strict timelines. So it's basically like we'll move on to X once we have X results, right? So um, we won't move on from content until it's going out with ease and new leads are coming in from that, right? And that it's basically happening like a well-oiled machine and or we have the time to add on something separately. So the outcome is content is going out with ease, new leads are coming in, it's happening like a well-oiled machine, right? And once that's happening, we can turn our attention elsewhere. Um, And another example of the outcome goal would be like the team member was onboarded or like the client signed in the agency or whatever, right? And so it doesn't mean you can never add something else, right? But it it means you have to still keep your focus, your focus, right? So Sam and I added the scholarship on while she was finishing signing up agency leads, but she had already cultivated all of the leads she needed to before she moved into the scholarship, right? So she was already at the point where she's like, I have enough proposals out. I'm stopping lead gen. We're moving on to the scholarship. But you see how that outcome was there? Like we had enough leads in the pipeline. We had the team member onboarded content is going out super successfully and efficiently would be the next one, right? Outcome goals like that are so important because they inform when it's time to take your next step. The biggest mistake that I see so many entrepreneurs make in terms of this step is they set really strict timelines. So they're like team member onboarded by X date. Um, 
new agency client by this date and content by this date and opt-in by this date and whatever. And it's like, okay, but what if that client isn't signed in the agency? What if the team member took longer to find than we thought they were going to? What if actually the team member took way less time to find than we thought they were going to? Whatever. It really tricks, trips, I said trick, I meant to say trip, but both it tricks us and it trips us up, right? Because what we're doing is we're trying to follow this arbitrary timeline versus going, this outcome has to happen before this next thing does. And when we can do that, sometimes we'll move way faster than we ever thought was possible. I am so not a fan of like Q1, I focus on getting this one goal done. Like that, that's cool and that could be beautiful, except like what if you get that done in the first month of Q1 and then you've like created this arbitrary timeline and now you're almost slowing yourself down, right? Or what if you say Q1 and so then you just take a lot longer to actually get it done when really it could have gotten done in a month, you know? Or the opposite, which is like sometimes we set a very aggressive timeline, we don't get it done in that time and then we move on before that thing is done and that's how we start building a house of cards, <laughs> That's about to collapse. Like if we had set an aggressive timeline for Sam onboarding her VA and then we had moved on and gotten even more agency clients and even more leads before we got through that, guess what? House of cards, we have more uh, We have more people signed in the agency than we have people to serve them, right? And that's gonna fall apart really fast. So setting outcome goals and not strict timelines is one of your best friends in terms of moving forward fast, adaptability, and ultimately getting what you want right? Because it keeps you on that one area of focus that we talked about. It has you going through what the next best step is to get you there. The rest is parked. (laughs) And now all you have to do is create that outcome until you can go back and unpark something else and move on. Create a new area of focus, pick a new thing and get into the rest, right? Because the outcome has been met. I always teach clients this in terms of, um, you know, growing their business, for example. So some people, you know, want to move on to the next five things. Like I also want to offer this and this program and this program and this program and this program. And I'm like, and then they want to plan it out for the next two years. I'm teasing, but it's true. So many of us want to do that. And what I'm trying to say to them is let's hit outcome goals. Like get this many private clients, have this many people on your list, launch this program. Like all of that is really based on our outcomes. How many people do we do we have that want this program? Do we have enough one-on-one to sustain the team that we need to sell that? So on and so forth, right? Outcomes, outcomes, outcomes. It lets you be adaptable too, right? You're not just playing with some arbitrary timeline. Like, well, I said I was going to launch this program in February and now I have to wait till February. I just had this conversation with a client the other day. Um, She had in her mind kind of picked February as this launch date, but we had been building a list for her program. And she told me the number that we were at in terms of a wait list. And I was like, you're ready to launch now. Let's go. And she was like, holy crap. But I was thinking February and I was like, right. But like numbers say you're ready to launch really soon. Let's start moving. Right. And that was so beautiful because we were able to be adaptable to what the data was telling us instead of going, but we decided on February. And of course, kudos to her for being like, let's roll. Like I'm going to be adaptable just because I thought February doesn't mean February is any better. (laughs) Right. It just was a thing I had in my mind. But the outcome is really how many people do we have on a wait list that want this program? Okay, beautiful. We're there. We're ready to roll, right? And so now she's going to have this fantastic launch much sooner than she even expected because we are focused on outcomes and adaptability instead of strict timelines, okay? Number five 
is the key of all the keys and ties all of these steps together, which is basically know that you can still get clients at each of these steps and always be willing to test and tweak and reevaluate. So to step three, where we create the flow and park the rest, right? Don't think that getting all of that done is the ticket, right? That the podcast and the opt-in and the email sequence and the full website, all of that, that success is on the other side of that because you will feel so frustrated in these steps when you feel like success is on the other side of that. The reason that most business owners that aren't experiencing the success they want won't just go through these steps and pick one area of focus is because they truly believe that their results are on the other side of having all of these things done. I already talked about this, but I have to say it one more time. And number five is the most important because it is truly the, 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 (laughs) oh my God, I just totally lost my word, but it is basically the entire difference between if you're going to experience success and if you're not very quickly, right? The people who experience success very quickly don't think anything is standing in the way of them and their success. Fundamentally, flat out, that's the deal. The people that do not experience success very quickly have decided there are all these things standing between them and their success. The exact right opt-in, the exact certain number of people in their community, the exact 15 things that they think they have to have in place, right? And then they get burnt out. They get resentful. They don't enjoy their business. They don't have fun because they're like just trudging through all these steps and they don't see that success is until those steps are all done versus the people that are having fun and joy and excitement in their business are like, I could get a client tomorrow. I could book out my practice next week. Like let's freaking roll, right? So number five ties all of them together because number five is ultimately going to be the difference maker between if you go back to throwing spaghetti at walls and or trudging through and burning out, or if you truly do create flow and ease and excitement and joy in your business using strategy, right? So this is a mindset thing, but these are strategic steps, right? Setting outcome goals, creating a flow and parking things, figuring out what you need to do first, knowing your area of focus. Those are all very strategic steps. But number five is the mindset glue that holds them all together, right? So know that you can still get clients at each of these steps and always be willing to test, tweak, and reevaluate. Just like that client I used as an example where we are tweaking and reevaluating because our outcome goals say something different, right? Or our outcome says something different. So I hope that is really helpful to you. I really want you to see that having things in your back pocket to pull out instead of doing everything up front and having nothing in your toolbox when you want to scale is epically important. And so what I mean by that is if we truly decide that our success is on the other side of all these things and just to fill up Sam's one-on-one practice, we have to have all these 10 things in place, you know, like the podcast and the opt-in and the perfect website and all of these things, right? Then say she finally gets the 10 clients and then she wants to scale. Well, like, what, what are we doing next? Because we just picked out like all 17 tools that we could think of just to get one-on-one. If like all we did to get one-on-one is go out and create some amazing content and generate some leads and get on the phone with them and convert them, then when she's ready to scale, we're like, cool, we haven't even touched half of these things, right? That's truly what she did with her agency, right? She's such a great example of this. She didn't even have a website for years. She operated solely off referrals. She wasn't even doing marketing. Like there was so much she wasn't doing. And like so many people will look at that and be like, oh, but you should be doing more and more and more. And I'm such a fan of like 
That's freaking awesome because then when she wants to do some lead gen to fill the agency up and we crush 150K, all she had to do was go out and do a little bit of marketing because she doesn't usually do it. It blows up, right? So it's like having those cards in your back pocket that you can pull out is such a freaking smart and strategic business step. Feeling like you have to do everything and you've thrown every card on the table just to get a little bit of success. It's going to make you feel confused AF when you go to scale, right? Because you're like, well, what else? I've done so many things just to get here. Totally the wrong mentality. Again, that's taking you back to that burnout. It's not fun. It's such a trudge place, right? So remember that these steps matter. These steps matter to you. They matter how you apply them to you. And I want you to go and ask yourself these questions. Do I know my focus area? Do I know what the first thing I need to do to get there is? Do I know the flow for the rest of the things that I want to do? And are they parked somewhere where I can see them, right? Do I know what my outcome goals are? And do I know that I can still get clients as I take each of these steps? If so, you are completely on your way. If not, it is time to figure out where you need help, where you need support, where you need to figure things out. Because I'm telling you, these are the steps that successful business owners use to get what they want because they're focused, because they're sure, because they're certain, because they don't want to burn out and because they want it to feel fun and easy. So I hope you can use these too. I hope this was super helpful to you and your business. And I just love you guys so much. And thank you so much for listening to literally for joining Sam and I on her journey and for being part of our community. We love you all. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to aliduplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.